Welcome back to the Most Accurate Podcast here at 444 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, here for the Week 15 Fantasy Playoff Waiver Wire Preview Show. And it's a big one because it's the time of the year where we can drop guys like Jerry Judy and those not helping us out at any point for the next three, four weeks, depending on if you're in a sicko league that actually plays their playoffs into week 18. And instead, stack high upside contingency options to go along with the players we're going to start immediately. And on that note, if you look at the week 15 waiver wire on 44.com, you'll see that it's none other than Odell Beckham leading the way as a player we can start immediately. Because on the field, he's been over reckless as the wide receiver 21 and fantasy points per game over the last five weeks. And you have to break your brain a little to get him into your lineup since he's actually run a route on less than 50% of Baltimore's dropbacks in that span. But his 33% target per route run rate in that time actually ranks third in the league behind Tyreek Hill and Michael Pittman. Not only that, but Sunday night offers an amazing spot to flex immediately against Jacksonville's horrible secondary that's permitted the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers over the last month out of their bye. Oddly enough, if Beckham is not available on your waiver wire, I think the next best option is Zay Jones in that same game. Because without Christian Kirk this past week, Jones led the Jaguars with a 28.5% target share, 14 opportunities, to Calvin's 26.5% share and Evan Ingram's 24.4%. Not only that, but since Christian Kirk was injured two weeks ago on the first play for the Jaguars, Jones has actually tied Ridley for the team leading targets with 19 each from Trevor Lawrence in that time. The difference is Ridley is rostered in 97% of fantasy leagues, but Zay Jones, he's only rostered in 29% of Yahoo leagues. We obviously have to cut that margin down, given that they're seeing the same opportunity these past two games from Lawrence. For running backs, Ty Chandler is in an amazing spot on Saturday because once Alexander Madison sprained his ankle in the third quarter of week 14, Chandler came in every down back, out carrying Kane and Wangwu 9-2 and running 19 routes, a 66% route rate to Nwangwu's 1. It's not only that Chandler is going to stroll in a la Ezekiel Elliott as an every down back if Madison is out with that ankle, injury, he would then get this Cincinnati front seven that's allowed a league-high 16% of carries against them to gain 10-plus yards. Chandler is arguably a fringe RB1 if Madison is ruled out on Saturday and would need to be started everywhere. Another player I'm interested in for injury purposes is Zamir White because we didn't see much of the Raiders' backfield once Josh Jacobs exited with his knee injury in the fourth quarter. But I'm assuming Jacobs won't play given the team's short turnaround on Thursday against the Chargers. And at least without Jacobs in the fourth quarter, we saw Zamir White handle the team's only running back carry. And that's important because all year long in keeping up and refreshing the contingency top 10 in the waiver wire column, I was always tepid about ranking Zamir White too high as a stash 
because he has constantly been losing passing down role to Abdullah. And we saw that on Sunday with Abdullah running seven routes to White's three. But this is the same matchup that we could have projected for two weeks ago because Justin Herbert is out getting finger surgery and is not expected to play not only this Thursday, but probably for the rest of the year. And Vegas knows that, projecting the Raiders as three-point home favorites against this Chargers front seven, allowing the eighth most yards per carry to opposing running backs. So I'm ignoring Adula's pass-catching role, thinking it's the Raiders who are actually going to be in positive game script against a bad run defense in this spot, and thus lean on White as a touch-based RB2 in this game. The holidays are right around the corner, and what better way to please your family and the crowd than with HelloFresh's 15-minute meals? With HelloFresh, you can skip that trip to the grocery store and still turn around anything from photo-worthy charcuterie boards to mouth-watering desserts with pre-portioned ingredients that travel straight from the farm to your door. I've enjoyed avoiding that hassle with HelloFresh because all you have to do is pick your favorite meals, decide on a delivery date that works, sit back, and allow the food to come to you. And right now, HelloFresh is offering free breakfast for life. That's right, free breakfast for life. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash MostAccurateFree and use the code MostAccurateFree to receive one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. Again, that's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash MostAccurateFree using the code MostAccurateFree. It's another reason why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Chase Brown is another interesting player you'll hear people talk about this week. And I am admittedly skeptical that he's not getting enough work just yet with 10 touches per game the past two weeks to warrant being a flex option weekly for us in the fantasy playoffs. Joe Mixon has even out-touched him 10-1 to 1 inside the 10-yard line in this span, soaking away that high touchdown equity role we would need for Chase Brown to consistently get there. Having said that, we've already seen what kind of athlete he is. He flashed his 92nd percentile 40 speed against the Colts just this past week, bursting for the second fastest play from scrimmage at 22 miles per hour during his screen catch for a 54-yard touchdown. And the fact that he's averaging 8.1 yards per touch on these 10 weekly touches these past two weeks at least makes me interested to roster him in case something were happen to Mixon down the stretch. And I do think not only Ty Chandler, but Zamir White and Brown are all more viable than Jarrett McKinnon and Clyde Rizalaire. Everyone remembers Jarrett McKinnon going on that torrential tear from week 13 on with eight receiving touchdowns. But no one recalls that he averaged 3.3 receptions per game on those eight touchdowns, which was completely unsustainable, and that's why he didn't score a single touchdown in the postseason. We saw that regression coming from a mile away. And unfortunately, that's practically the same usage he had this past week. Recording eight touches, but still scoring a seven-yard rushing touchdown on the team's only 
running back carry inside the 10-yard line. And that's the issue for this backfield. Not only did Isaiah Pacheco avoid in reserve because his injury is, quote, not considered a long-term issue, unquote, but we're expecting Clyde Edwards-Alaire to out-touch McKinnon every single week, as he did this past game against the Bills with 14 touches to McKinnon's eight. And if CEH is going to out-touch McKinnon weekly, and we're left starting McKinnon only for a touchdown on single-digit touches, that's something that I don't think we can replicate again, as McKinnon did in his 30-year-old season just last year. So I want to avoid the Chiefs' backfield because I think we have higher upside options elsewhere on the waiver wire. For quarterbacks this week, everyone will likely gravitate to Jake Browning, who has recorded 35% of his passing yards within two yards of the line of scrimmage the past three weeks, or Joe Flacco, who quietly has miserable matchups against the Bears, elite defense this week, and the Jets in week 16. I don't want to go to either of those players. I'm instead turning to Tommy DeVito to take the place of Justin Herbert for me for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Not only did we see Tommy DeVito record 10 carries last night against the Packers, but his upcoming matchups for the fantasy playoffs Playoffs includes a Saints defense this week that's allowed a league high 27.3 rushing yards per game to enemy quarterbacks and before being gifted Bryce Young playing professional football allowed eight yards per attempt to Desmond Ritter and Jared Goff out of their bye and then Vito follows that up with matchups against the Rams and Eagles who are both ranked bottom five and Schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. If you're looking at one quarterback to poach off the waiver wire for the next three weeks, and you're not just playing matchups for this week, Tommy DeVito over Jake Browning and Joe Flacco is your best option. And finally, to close it out and hit on every position, Tucker Craft is another option I am interested in at tight end. Because without Hosiah DeGuara from weeks 12 through 13, Tucker Craft averaged an 11.2% target share, the 15th most among all tight ends. But we thought his every down ability was going to go away the moment DeGuara returned. But that wasn't the case on Monday night because DeGuara returned but ran only two routes. And it was instead Craft who led the Packers in receiving yards and ran a route on 91% of Jordan Love's dropbacks. Not only that, but the Packers now have an elite matchup coming up against this soft Bucks defense that has allowed 15.2 PPR points per game to opposing tight ends out of their bye. Tucker Craft, wherever Isaiah Likely or Darren Waller is not available, to me, is the best option among all tight ends to pick up and stream as a starter. Reminder, we'll be back for a fantasy playoff preview show, myself and John Paulson, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, as always, good luck and be a little bit kinder than what's going on.